Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and we have a great show for you today. I was at Live Golf Bedminster this weekend on Sunday for the final round, and it was an amazing experience. I loved every single second of it. I've been to a ton of PGA Tour events, Ryder Cups, U.S. Opens, PGA Championships, FedEx Cup playoff events, what have you. And I got to say, the atmosphere around Live Golf was like no other. Now, obviously, nothing's ever going to compare to a Ryder Cup, but the atmosphere around Live Golf. It was relaxed. It was fun. They had the music playing throughout the whole event, music playing at the range when the guys were warming up. The players were interested in interacting with the fans. Like I've, I've really never seen that before at any PGA Tour events, especially majors. It's, it's all about the fans. It's a fan experience. It's good. You see the players' families there, and it was a very, very fun time, and it was a great experience, and honestly, I can't wait to go to another Live Golf event. I'm already thinking about maybe shooting up to Boston Labor Day weekend, um, but I'll definitely be back at Bedminster next year if they continue to have a yearly event at Bedminster. But let's get right to it. The festivities kicked off Wednesday night at Midtown's Gotham Hall. Uh, the regular Live Golf kickoff party, they've done it before every event so far. London, Portland, now in New Jersey. Uh, Mr. President Donald Trump was there. And boy, do I have a story to tell you guys about the president later on. We'll get to that. He was a superstar on Sunday. Sunday, and I was literally five feet away from him. I'll go over that in detail. Uh, but anyway, Nelly performed for the golfers and their families and their guests. Uh, Trump was alongside his wife, former First Lady Melania, chopped it up with Caitlyn Jenner and other celebrity guests. And then on Thursday, we got the Pro-Am. Uh, Donald Trump played with Bryson, DJ, and his son, Eric. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was there, Charles Barkley, the Nelk Boys. They were all in attendance to play the Pro-Am. And it just goes to show you, a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these former athletes, they want to be a part of Live Golf. Nelk Boys is one of the hottest things right now on social media. They were there in attendance and they had nothing but good things to say about it. Um, also, Live Golf announced this weekend that they'll be donating $100 million to local charities in the New Jersey area. And their press release said that Live Golf today announced support for local community based organizations in Somerset County, New Jersey. And the surrounding regions for this week's Live Golf Invitational Bedminster, the third tournament of the season. This is the third consecutive Live Golf charitable giving commitment made through its Live to Give platform, announced in June, pledging $100 million overall to support programs centered on education, environmental sustainability, golf development, and the well being of communities now and in the future. So, not only did Live Golf throw big money at these golf to get them to play on the Live Golf Invitational Tour. They are also giving back to the community, and that is great to see. Um, but the first round kicked off on Sunday, and 
Henrik Stenson, Patrick Reed, they both set the pace early on, firing seven under 64s to take the early lead. Uh, being a Patrick Reed fan, I really thought that this was going to be his week to win his first live event, as he has great experience playing in the Northeast. He won the Barclays at Bethpage in 2016. He won the Northern Trust at Liberty National in 2019. So once I saw him fire that seven under 64, especially after the way he finished at Portland. The final round of Portland, he was blazing hot. I thought it was Patrick Reed's week. Uh, the four aces, they took the early team lead at 11 under. Uh, they used Reed 64 and DJ 67. Again, I'll reiterate it to new fans out there. The way the team format works, round one and round two, you take the two best golfers on your team score. Round three, you take the three best golfers on your team score. So on the first two rounds, there's two guys that aren't going to get their score you Used in the last round, it's only one. So the Aces used Reed 64, DJ 67. They were at 11 under. The Majestics were in second, one stroke back behind Stenson 64 and Poulter 68. And honestly, it was clear that it would be a two-team race over the weekend. And it really was until Sunday when the Aces ran away with it. But Stenson played great on Friday. He hit 17 of 18 greens, 13 of 14 fairways. He has that trusty three wood that he's had for his entire career that is just a complete laser, a, a fairway finder. Uh, newcomers Jason Kokrak and Charles Howe III had good rounds. Uh, Kokrak with uh, 69. He hit 15 of 18 greens, but his putter let him down. He needed 32 putts to get through the round. That wasn't good enough. Charles Howe III started with the 68. He hit, he made three birdies in his first seven holes. So right there, right off the bat, these two players that just signed on to Live Golf, Jason Kokrak and Charles Howe III, they were reinvigorated by playing on Live Golf. They came out, fired great rounds on day one. Um, the weekend came, conditions got much harder way harder than it was on Friday. Uh, the winds were gusting over 20 miles per hour. The course played two strokes harder than the day before. Henrik Stenson, like the pro he is, the ice man, ice in his veins. He kept it together. He shot a two under 69. And after the round, he said, I didn't have my best stuff today, but I was still focused, had a good attitude. And that's what kept me in the ball game. Uh, pleased with the way I've kind of kept my head down and focused on business. And honestly, I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with Stenson, considering all the backlash he got walking away from the European ride. The Cup captaincy and joining Live Golf. Uh, he didn't let the haters deter him. He played great all weekend long and he looked very happy. I saw him on Sunday. We yelled over to him, Iceman, go get him. He gave us a big smile, a thumbs up. He looked very, very happy to be there. Now, Patrick Reed, he couldn't keep his hot start going. Uh, he bogeyed three straight holes on his back nine. He felt the five under for the tournament, uh, four back of Stenson. Uh, DJ finished the day with a 2 under 69. It brought him the second place, three back of Stenson. And the four races were kept alive on Saturday by Taylor Gooch. He had the best round of the day, a 7 under 64. Uh, it propelled the four aces to a six-stroke lead over the Majestics, uh, one that even though the Majestics got to within one stroke at one point on Sunday, they couldn't 
overcome that lead. Ultimately, they lost to the four aces by a whopping eight strokes on Sunday. That's how much the four aces beat the Majestics, eight strokes. And the Majestics had the winner, Stenson. And they also had Lee Westwood, who played very well. But on Sunday, it's a three-man team instead of two-man team. And Gooch, Reed, DJ, they played better than the Majestics. So it was the four aces, second straight team victory, back to back, like Drake said. And they pretty much cemented themselves as the team to beat in live golf. And honestly, they got some studs, man. Uh, Patrick Perez hasn't even played good yet. Just wait till Perez has one of his good rounds out there. Between DJ Reed and Gooch, the four aces are the team to beat, but I'm sure in the upcoming weeks, the beginning of next year, there'll be some other heavy hitter teams out there. Once they move things around, new signings, what have you, it's going to happen. I can guarantee that. Uh, The final round on Sunday kicked off. Again, 54 Live was on the grounds. Uh, It was a great morning. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. It was a great weekend. Me and my boys and my brother, we left. We live in New York. We left early Saturday morning. We traveled up to the Bedminster area. We stayed in Baskin Ridge. We played golf um, at Fox Hollow Golf Club in Baskin Ridge, New Jersey. And I got to say, Playing golf in New York on Long Island where we live, if you're from Long Island and you're listening to this, you know the deal. Saturday and Sunday, you get five-hour rounds, five-and-a-half-hour rounds. You got to wait on every single tee box. It's horrible. But I got to say, the pace of play in New Jersey where we went was tremendous. It was amazing. We got there an hour before our tee time because... You know, live in New York, New Jersey, the tri-state area, you know that no matter where you go on the weekend, you're going to hit an hour of traffic. So we, we figured that we'd hit traffic. We left early. We got there an hour before our tea time. And the starter's like, all right, guys, yeah, you guys want to get out there right now? We're like, oh, we just got out of the car. We, you know, grab a drink, something to eat. Literally, we grabbed a drink, got something to eat, and we could have went out whenever we wanted. Between that hour that we got there to the hour of our tea time, the place was empty. There was people on the course, but we didn't have to wait once, which was amazing. We went to a nice dinner Saturday night at uh, 3 West in Baskin Ridge. We headed over to Somerville, uh, did a little ball hopping in Somerville, had some nice fine drinks at Wolfgang Puck's Restaurant Steakhouse in Somerville, and honestly, it, it was great. We headed over to Bedminster Sunday morning and it was a great weekend. So we got to Bedminster about two hours before tee off. We hung out around the fan village which had a ton of food trucks. When I say a ton of food trucks, anything you wanted empanadas, pizza, burgers, dogs, everything. Um, They had a bar, fan experiences such as chipping games, impossible pots, much more. And uh, it was great. We hung out there for a little bit, had some drinks, took in the sights. Uh, Then after that, we headed to the range. Uh, Like I said, we bumped into Stenson and Answer on the way. Like I said before, we yelled over to Stenson. He was very happy to see the fans, talk to the fans. He looked very, very happy to be with Live Golf. Uh, We got to the range. We were watching DJ and Reed warm up on the range when Eric Trump walked over with his wife. And at that moment, we knew how close we would be able to get to the presidential family, hopefully the president in the future. And one of the women there was telling us how President Trump, he was out early in the morning, out on the course, finishing up a quick 18 holes before the golf has teed off. And that's great. Like, honestly, who, who has it better? Imagine going out there. It's a final round, right before the final round of an event. And you're going out there playing the same course that the pros are playing. 
must be nice. Um, but after the range, we made our way over to the front of the clubhouse. All the golfers were huddled up on carts waiting to head out to their holes. They were all BSing with each other. And honestly, it really reminded me of a member guest or an outing that us amateurs play on a yearly basis. You know, very relaxed, fun atmosphere, BSing with each other, laughing. And uh, it, it was great to see. It's great to see the camaraderie with these players that live golf. I, I know there's the team aspect. I know at the end of the day, you're playing for money and at end all be all, you're competitive in nature, especially if you're the top golf, one of the top golfers in the world. You want to win week in and week out on whatever tour you're playing. But the camaraderie between the players was evident. You were able to see it, and it was great to see. So the players drove off. Right then and there, what happens? President Trump comes speeding by on his golf court, heading over to the first tee, the number one cart like he does at all of his courses. And before we headed over to the first tee to watch the leaders tee off, I tried to snap a quick pic of President Trump. And one of the volunteers said, you know, just stay right here. After they tee off, he has to come back this way to get to the clubhouse. So... It was great inside information, and I knew at that time that I needed to leave hole one early before everybody else to get back to that spot, have a front row seat, try to see the president, get a picture with him, what have you. But I got to say, the first tee, everybody was waiting for the golfers to tee off. Greg Norman was there. The golfers were there. DJ, Henrik Stenson. Once Trump got to the first tee, the crowd went nuts insane chance of USA, USA, four more years. And honestly, I got to say it, but Trump got a better reception than the players did. And it, it's just the truth, you know, like there was some players that got big uh, receptions such as Phil, you know, DJ, the big names, but Trump probably got the loudest cheers of the day. Um, the leaders teed off. I decided to go grab a drink, a nice hard seltzer, make my way back to the spot that the lady told me about. I get there and who comes walking by? Live Golf Commissioner Greg Norman. So I said, this is my chance. Live Golf Podcast. We're growing every single week. We have more listeners than the week before. We're getting more and more followers on Twitter and the most important thing, other than the followers we're getting, is the engagement. We are having people engaging with our tweets. Honestly, there is, a, right now it's a small group, but there is a group of people that are all in on Live Golf. They're all supportive. They all want to make friends. They all want to, you know, watch these events and talk about these events and have debates with live other Live Golf fans about these events and the Live Tour. And honestly, it's great to see. So I, I knew it was my chance. I walked over to Greg Norman real quick. I said, you're doing a great job with the tour. By the way, I started a Live Golf podcast. I showed him the website, the logo. I asked him to check it out. And I said, hey, when you have time, uh, check it out and I'll be in touch. I've since reached out to his team. I sent an email this morning, see if we can get him on board. My fingers are crossed. I also have emails out to certain players and their teams. So I honestly feel, I feel it coming. We are going to our, our first big time. We had Ben. On, on last Tuesday, Patrick Reed's number one fan. He did great. But in regards to having a player or someone involved with Live Golf, maybe David Ferrity, you know, I reached out to Matthew Wolf, I uh, reached out to Travis Smith. There's some golfers that I, I have feelers out there. And I honestly truly believe that some point soon before the event, Boston Labor Day, we will get a big interview with one of these guys. So, 
like I said, talked to Greg Norman, showed him the logo. He he was like surprised. Like, wow, that's amazing. That That's great. He probably doesn't think that people are already starting podcasts about that, but it's happening. The Live Golf Movement is happening and 54 live podcasts. We're at the forefront. We're going to be here to give you all the best Live Golf news, weekly shows talking about Live Golf and Trust me, when everything blows up, people are going to be like, I wish I would have done that. 54 Live Podcast did that. So Greg Norman walked away. What happens next? The unbelievable happened next. Let me tell you that. I saw President Trump leaving the first tee. I had the perfect positioning to see him drive by on his golf cart. But then he decided to walk over to the clubhouse. So I'm literally right there. Nobody in front of me. Okay. I could, could have literally touched them if secret service wasn't there, but secret service agents, they came by, they told me to get back, back onto the fence. I stepped, stepped back 10 seconds later, the president arrived. I was, like I said, I, I was literally so close that if I reached my arm out, I, I would have been able to touch him, give him a high five, fist bump, what have you. But I got to say, it was a pretty tense moment. You know, there was a, at least a dozen Secret Service agents around him. They kept telling us to get back, get on the grass. And some of these people are idiots. Like, honestly, like it's the president of, former president of the United States. It's the most well-guarded, protected man in, in the history of human population and some of these people are like ignoring these secret service agents trying to get like super duper close like they're lucky they didn't get tackled or anything like the second the secret service agent said get on the grass back up against the fence i backed up against that fence and i made sure that my back touched that fence because i don't want to get into any type of trouble or get into anything like that but some of these people they just they don't listen to instructions and they, they try to get close and it, it, it was very very crazy but like i said president trump walked by uh as he got close i said hi mr president thank you as in thank you for letting live use your course this week he glanced at me gave a little wave and he continued walking so now not only am i a huge golf fan an overall huge sports fan Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge history buff, especially U.S. history, Civil War, War, World Wars, Revolutionary War, what have you. And I'm particularly obsessed with U.S. presidential history. I'm always watching documentary on Roosevelt, Kennedy, Nixon, reading books about, you know, Watergate, this, that, the other. I find it fascinating. So the fact that I was five to 10 feet away from a president of the United States really made my day and honestly made my life, you know, because like everyone has their opinions, left, right, blue, red, you know, I stay out of it. This is a golf podcast, but anytime that you can be in the present of a president no matter republican democrat it's it's a cool surreal moment so it's something that i will you know i'll never forget and i'll tell my grandkids about that one day but anyway back to the golf after that experience we hung out by the back of the ninth green so we could see golfers finish nine as well as see them tee off on one pat perez was the first there with his group we watched him putt a little bit um bryson DeChambeau was next he completely airmailed the green on nine and he hit his ball literally like right next to my feet so i didn't even have to move i didn't have to really run to the ball uh it was a cool experience you know especially when it comes like any other golfer that's there it would be a great experience but 
it was Bryson. You know how Bryson is with the mathematics, the thoughts, and his his progress and his setup and what goes through his head. Um, so it was very cool to get that close to see his process on hitting that flop shot. And I posted a video of it on my Twitter, so you can check that out. Um, it was pretty cool, and, and he put the ball pretty close. Um, I believe he he you know made par. He saved par. He had a nice flop shot, put it close. Um, after that, we knew Phil was coming through to tee off on one, so we got to one. We watched T, uh, Phil tee off on one, and I got to say, I, I know Phil hasn't played particularly well since he signed with Liv, but he is still a huge fan favorite. Other than Trump, Phil got the biggest ovation that we saw yesterday, um, and it was great. You know, Phil was in all white. He was happy. And, and Phil is one of the golfers that no matter what, he's going to smile, give you a thum thumbs up, and he's going to make sure that he acknowledges every fan that, that calls out to him. And I believe that it's a story um, from back in the day, or maybe it was after Arnold Palmer's passing, um, right before the 2016 Ryder Cup. Arnold Palmer was such a man of the people. And ever since that moment, Phil has been there. You know, it might be the only time you get to see me golf. So I'm going to make sure I acknowledge you, give you a thumbs up. Phil Mickelson, a man of the people. But it was a very beautiful course, great property. Um, it was immaculate. The greens were in great shape. The rough, the fescue, it, it was beautiful. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm upset that they moved the PGA Championship from there because it would have been a great major venue, a great venue for the PGA Championship. Um, but back to the action, Stenson, he kept the chases at bay Sunday. He ended up winning the tournament at 11 under. And again, like I said before, it was mainly thanks to his trusty three wood. And after the round, he said, it's been an important club most of my career, I'd say. And yeah, I certainly hit some good ones this week. I think the golf course obviously set up nicely for me. It's a lot of positional play off the tee. And we surely found a big number of fairways this week. So it's a club, you know, that won him a ton of money over the years, especially in 2013 when he won the FedEx Cup. He got $16 million that year, and this week at Bedminster, he won $4.5 million, so a quarter of what he won in the entire year back in 2013. Pretty remarkable. Uh, Matt Wolf made a charge at Stenson Sunday. He started the day seven back, but after a bogey-free seven under 64, he was really the only golfer to put a scare into the Iceman. Uh, he tied DJ at second place, nine under, grabbed a nice $2 million for himself. And after the round, Wolf said this about his uh, recent swing thought. Uh, kind of got a swing thought earlier this week that I was feeling really good with, so just kind of stuck with it all. Felt like I hit it good all week. Even the first two days, just putts didn't drop. And I got a couple bag breaks. Today, it came together. So another golfer that was seemed lost on the PGA Tour took time off. Another golfer that is reinvigorated, is happy to be out there, and his play is showing. Most of these golfers that are coming, you know, Stenson hasn't won in, what, three years? Uh, he hasn't been in contention a lot. He comes over to live. He wins the first tournament he plays. Patrick Reed in Portland played great. Brandon Grace won. Charles Schwartzel won. Guys, veterans that haven't won a lot. Now, I know the haters are going to say, oh, it's easy to beat a 48-man field. But you know what? The World Golf Championships is only, what, a 60-man field? At the end of the day, the best golfer there will win. And you still got to beat 47 other golfers. So, 
I don't take anything away from these wins. I think what these guys are doing is great. And it's been great a great three weeks. But back to Wolf, it wasn't enough for his team, the High Flyers, uh, which is led by Phil, the man in the people, Mickelson. Uh, they came in fourth place. The Fireballs came in third for the second week in a row, thanks to great play by Carlos Ortiz. And again, I'll say it again. I know I sound like a broken record, but... Carlos Ortiz is another new golfer that just recently signed who has really thrived with Live Golf. He had a top five in Portland, a top five in New Jersey. Uh, the Majestics came in second behind the four aces. And again, once again, another veteran had a great week. Lee Westwood led the field in fairways hit at 88% and greens in regulation at 78%. So Westwood helped the Majestics take home $1.5 million for the team, and he grabbed himself an extra $650K with his sixth-place finish. So doing some quick math right there, he made close to a $1 million this week. Not bad. But like I said, Stenson was the big winner, uh, just under $4.5 million from the individual aspect and the team aspect. And it's really great to see these veterans playing good out here on the Live Tour. And I got to say, I'm sure Phil Mickelson will find his swing sooner than later. You know, he just won the PGA Championship last year. You know, once that happens, it will bring even more excitement to the tour, especially with these team this team aspect, you know, there's going to be rivalries on tour. You know, there's there's always been rivalries in golf. You know, you think back at uh, Jack and Arnie, uh, Tiger and Phil. Uh, there's always been, you know, Faldo Norman. There's always been rivalries in golf. And now not only will we have new individual rivalries, we're going to have team rivalries, which is, is really great. So, like I said, once Phil finds his swing, it's going to bring more excitement to the tour. And speaking of excitement to the tour, another lefty bomber made an announcement this week. Bubba Watson came out and said, I'm excited to announce that I have joined Live Golf. Starting at the next event in Boston, I'll be a non-playing team captain, supporting and rooting on my team until I can get back to competing. My meniscus rehab continues, but I expect to be fully recovered and playing before the 2023 season starts. Now, this is the important part. Listen to this. In the meantime, I'm working on plans for my team. New name, new logo, and more to share when we kick things off next season. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to being a part of an exciting new concept in professional golf and seeing how it evolves. You see what he said there? New name, new logo, more to share when we kick things off next season. I fully believe that Come a lot of people, when they announced the team names and the logos, a lot of people were making fun of them. The logos look bad. The team names are horrible. I honestly, truly believe, and Bubba Watson just said it himself, that the captains are going to be allowed to come up with their team name and a team logo. Now, I think some team names will stay, preferably Bryson with the Crushers. That sounds Bryson-like, um, but some of these team names are going to change and logos are going to come out. And like I said last week in episode two, I heard a rumor that they're giving the captains a 25% stake in the team brand, and it's going to be their own franchise, like the Yankees, the Lakers, the Celtics, what have you. They're going to be able to sell sponsorships. So let's say AT&T will sponsor them. They'll put
with the AT&T logo on their shirt. They'll be able to choose their team name, the colors, the logo, what have you. And that's going to make it even more exciting because players are going to be able to make trades, free agents, what have you. But Bubba Watson is the next big name to join Live Golf. And again, like I said last week, after the FedEx Cup playoffs wrap up, I guarantee you that we're going to get a few new big names signing and announcements in Boston, Chicago, Thailand, what have you. But David Ferrity, first week in the booth, he did fantastic. Twitter was blowing up talking about how great he did in the booth. Uh, Charles Barkley declined to join Live Golf. I think he wanted to do TNT and Live at the same time. I don't believe TNT would have allowed him to do that. Supposedly, he had an astronomical ask for his salary. They said no. So right now, we got Faraday. I'm sure we'll get another big name in the booth. Um, Another little tidbit, something funny. Um, I called Jason Cockrack on accident on Sunday, and he got very annoyed. I said, Cockrack, he said, it's coke rack. And uh, he got very upset. Someone also spoke during his backswing on one. He got mad with that as well. He didn't seem to be very happy this week. I don't know if he was playing bad or, you know, but for the money he probably made, he didn't seem to be a little too happy. But Live Golf heads up to Boston in five weeks, a nice Labor Day event. And it just goes to show you that Live Golf did the right thing and they scheduled their events away from the premier PGA Tour events. Everybody knows the PGA Tour has August locked up for the FedEx Cup playoffs. So Liv did the right thing. They took the month off. They're going to start back up when the PGA season is over. Number one, that's smart marketing. You know, less people, if you go head to head with another golf event, less people are going to watch. Also, they're doing the right thing. They're the new upstarts. Have the month of August. We'll take the rest of the year. But the PGA Tour, they made a fight out of this. Liv didn't. And the PGA Tour just released their 2022-2023 schedule. And they're probably looking to get a one-up on Liv before Liv releases theirs. So, but we all know the biggest changes will be purse size. Um, there'll be eight invitational events featuring uh, increases of money that go everywhere from 15 to 25 million. Um, they'll include the first two playoff events, the FedEx Cup St. Jude and the BMW Championship. They also increase purses to the players, the Century Tournament of Champions, Genesis, Arnold Palmer Invitational Memorial, and World Golf Championship Dell match play. So bonus pools are going up on the PGA Tour, and those PGA Tour players can thank Live Golf because if it wasn't for Live Golf, those bonuses would not have gone up. So there's going to be more money on the PGA Tour, and that's thanks to Live Golf. So all in all, Live Golf's third event in New Jersey, Bedminster, was a great, great event, and I loved every second of it. It, it was amazing. Um, if you are a fan of 54 Live, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at 54 Live Pod. We just started a TikTok. We'll have great videos that we'll cut together to get you excited about the action, news, what have you. That's also at 54 Live Pod on TikTok. Tomorrow morning, th- this will be dropping, this episode will drop Tuesday morning, but if you're listening to this, 
I will be going on AM Drive with Mike and Aaron. Uh, it's a show Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. You can follow them at AM Drive TV. I will be going on there to talk with Mike and Aaron for about 10 to 15 minutes, everything to do with Live Golf to get more exposure for Live Golf. I'm doing my part to get Live Golf out to the masses. So take a look at AM Drive with Mike and Aaron tomorrow. And like I said, the next event is Labor Day, Boston, September 2nd to September 4th. So we will be back at you for a preview for that event. But you know what? That's four weeks, five weeks from now. So we need to definitely get another show or two in between. Like I said, I have some coals in the fire looking to get somebody big to interview on the podcast. So I'm sure you will hear from me um, way before the, the end of August for the Boston preview show. But if not, Enjoy your August and make sure to follow along on Twitter as we keep you up to date with the latest live golf news. It's Digsy's 454 Live Podcast signing off. Later.